Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Ow. Ow. Happy birthday to the twins. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. It is the twins' birthday today. If you're listening, I cut off that show intro a little late, uh, a little early there. That was, that was a little shocking, but. Uh, Good. Hello. Well, today for them, if they're listening on Friday, October 22nd, one of the GOAT days. That's right. Bid the big 2-6. How you guys feeling? Happy birthday. Thanks, Tim. You know, feeling like the uh, same I was feeling at um, <laughs> 25 and 364 days, you know? What about you, Jay? I'm feeling like I'm ready to take on the world. That's I guess, that's just a, just, ter- just a terrible answer. You know, I always find it. Find uh, so I said it. Age, kind of funny. How just like how how it's used. Like twenty one years old, you could drink. Like twenty years, three hundred sixty four days, you can't. But the next day, you're like mature enough to drink. Like <laughs> I've always found that part of age funny. But yeah, nothing really changes from twenty five to twenty six. You know, I will say this: you guys got age is just a number. What are what are some more cliches? Age is just a number. Though. As life goes on. That I don't know if that the that's the merry men sing along. No, that's definitely not one of them. You eat bread every day <laughs> when you're aging, you know. Definitely don't do that. That's probably a really <laughs> bad idea. Um, but bread is the best I, on earth. I will tell you this though, you guys are 26. You guys have one more year until your brain stops developing as a full grown adult male. You hear that, people? Listen to us this year and next for the best info you can get. It's <laughs> all downhill from there. All downhill. Um, but you know what you can count on when Michael is in his uh, big brain mode? It's some consultations. We just came off a consultation, actually. One of our longtime patrons, Alex. Alexander the Great, as he's known in the Discord. Brodo he, Dynasty. The uh, reigning. Yes. The reigning Brodo Michael Dynasty beat me to it. That's correct. We were actually all going to say that at the same time. But we got to give the man his flowers, right? You know what's crazy? Yes. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Through a trident. I'm going to throw that into this, every podcast we do from now on, just randomly. I, you guys think I'm going to say something for real? <laughs> and it's just going to be dumb. All right, I got a bet. Bet right off the bat. A bet I Jason bet, I bet that Jason does not say it every single episode for the rest of the year. All right, this is going to be a tough bet to figure out. <laughs> I'm even going to do it on the next one. Are you, like, ta- are you taking the, the two-parter? Are you taking the bet, Jason? Yeah. All right. I'm taking the bet. <laughs> All right. That's that's going to be an easy. I'm about win. to put a a Wednesday calendar reminder. <laughs> Brooke killed the guy. <laughs> Yo, Jason. I'm went writing down to the fucking FBI. I'm down. Shut my door. <laughs> I'm dead ass writing down. Timmy says Jason won't say Brooke killed the guy every episode <laughs> for the rest of the season. I mean, this is this is important bets right off the bat. Um, but the consultation it went re- very well. In fact, he got. Justin Jefferson in exchange for Keenan Allen and Robert Woods, a, a, th- a trade that we 
suggested. And with his tra- and with the way that his team is lined up, he has a lot of depth at wide receiver, so he can give up two to really upgrade to the to a, a wide receiver one. And he made it happen. So shout out to him. And the reason why he was able to do that is because we did a consultation with him. And that's one of the many perks you can get if you're a patron over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. He's in the RB1 tier, but there are four different tiers where you can be part of the Broto community. You can get the extra Broto pod, the waiver pod, by the way. Um, You can get team consultations, DFS plays. Last week's DFS plays murdered, murdered. I think they all, all the lineup scored over 170. Yeah, they, uh. If you played, we we give you cashed out. I don't know if we ever like went over it in depth. It's what is it? Two FanDuel lineups, two DraftKings lineups, two Yahoo lineups. So you have multiple lineups to choose from. If you played all of the six, you would have cashed on every single one. And that's crazy. That's not that's not this, anything you're getting anywhere else. And that's only at Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy. How we're able to do that is, look, we're good, but the computers are better and. The man who tells the computers what to do is better. Uh, Santiago Casanova, shout out to the fourth Brodo brother from another mother. Uh, his algorithm is what's spitting this stuff out. So um, trust trust in it. Trust in it because the right man for the job wrote it. I promise you that. Um, trust. And woo woo. he also wrote the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, of course. Our pride and joy. Our baby. And... On this Pride and Joy, this baby, you can get so many things, including the most important tool, the Start-Sit tool, which is now updated with matchup ratings and points against per position. So if if you want, you know right there that X team is giving up 29 points to, the, to wide receivers. That is valuable, valuable information to have right, at, right, right in the matchup. So and, and you get a rating, a star system, so it's a little easier to, to kind of understand how good or bad everything is. Fantasy player cards, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, game logs. One of the most important things that we have, usage charts. And it's faster than everyone in the business. No one is updating these these charts faster than us. And it's all happening because of the great work behind the scenes and what you guys are doing to support it over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Don't forget about the exclusive statistics as well. Through true, through true throw value, true target value, true performance value, and adjusted air yards. These are things you can only find at Broto and at patreon.com slash Fantasy and with the Fantasy Football by Broto app. So please download it. Don't download that now. And by the way, it's free. Should have probably mentioned that right in the beginning. It costs absolutely zero money to have this app. You have nothing to lose. Give it a download. Check it out. With that being said, we are in the bi-pocalypse. It is happening. Michael, is there any of your teams that has like really been affected by the bi-pocalypse? Or are you, or are you like surviving? Because, dude, there are so many good players out. you got five players with the Bills, five players with the Cowboys, two players at least for Jacksonville, five players for the Chargers, four players for the Vikings, and three players for the Steelers. That's yeah. a lot of players. Yeah, and some big names yeah. in there as well. I've, I, I have, mean, the Jaguars, you're really missing out on James O'Shawn Hennessy, man. Yeah. I, to, you could laugh at the Jaguars, but James Robinson is fucking killing it. Yeah, and he's he He's been a diamond in the rough for so many people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I haven't been bitten too bad this week by the bicopolips. By what? Bipocalypse. You and Jeez Jason Louise. both can't say bipocalypse. No, it's not. It's just always me. Bro, I have not fucked up bipocalypse once. Yeah, it's That's a, it's all just Michael. He's done it so many times, you think it's both of us. 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I said I'm just gonna start saying buy Armageddon, but um, I thought that was Jason who said that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a team like Justin and then Jefferson. Tim and Josh posted Allen. the. <laughs> Sorry, behind the scenes, Tim posted the Patreon pod and wrote buy Ash Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, but I did that on purpose. What the fuck is the buy Apocalypse? Because of what Michael said. That's not clever buy at all. You're just putting buy in front of Apocalypse. Oh, I would say buy Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very bad. Classic Tim. Whoops. Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. Like, I I have a few, a couple teams or so that are hit pretty bad, but nothing like, oh, no, I have no shot at winning this week. I got I got one team that's getting hit. I, all my teams get got hit pretty bad. I have a lot of Chargers. Uh, across teams, I have a lot of Cowboys across teams. I have a lot of Bills across teams. Um, I, I I got hit hard. In one of my leagues, my actually my favorite league, this is what I've been – this is what I have to start. Tua, Allen Robinson, Rondell Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Carter, Deontay – Dearness Johnson, uh, all, all the D. Johnson, of all the D. Johnsons. But right now, by the way, we're watching the Thursday Night Football game. We're recording live during the football game. There's eight minutes and 37 left in the second quarter, so a lot of game to go. And Dearness Johnson already has 12.8 half PPR fantasy points, so I'm I'm about it. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Ramondre Stevenson. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at right now. Fun. Yeah, that's not fun. I have a, a lot of guys on buys. So, uh, Beasley, Elliott, Claypool, Mike Williams, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb is out. Lots of guys out for me. Um, Jason, how about you? Are you getting hit hit hard by this? I'm not being hit that hard, honestly. I just want to take a sidetrack for football real quick because I am enamored by this really, really big sidetrack. But can we talk about for a second how this wonderful pistachios company literally just took pistachios, put them in a bag, wrote pistachios on them, and just became a million dollars, millions and millions of dollars off pistachios. You're getting it wrong. <laughs> they didn't just write pistachios. They wrote wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bro, they just took something that exists, put it in a bag, wrote the name on it, and now they got commercials everywhere. It's wild. Maybe we should create delicious cashews. <laughs> Yo, cashews are delicious. Though. Oh, yes, very very much so. Um, They're my favorite of the nuts. Yeah, they're they're ridiculously good. Macadamias are good, too. But I think cashews take yes. the cake. White macadamia cookies? Oh, yeah. Oof. From Subway? Oh, well, not just from Subway, just generally, <laughs> but particularly from Subway, they're fire. I mean, I haven't been to Subway. Subway, that was the money thing when you were a kid. Grab a right. macadamia cookie after. I would, I would grab a foot long sweet onion chicken teriyaki and then a, a macadamia. Oh yeah, cookie. extra sweet onion sauce. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You already know, Jason. That sweet onion sauce probably so bad for you. Probably I mean, so much damn sugar and like I fake. Give me thirty more grams of sugar, please. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had Subway in legit. Like probably like ten years. I can't believe they had this guy, Jared or whatever. Right, his name was Jared, who lost weight eating Subway, yeah. and they were trying to play Subway off as like a health food store. So absurd. Last time I went to Subway, <laughs> they were making my sandwich, and a bug just starts crawling on the cold cuts. Dead ass. Yeah. And the guy like goes to grab it or something, and it just like crawls away, and he just looks at me and keeps making the sandwich. I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not eating that. And I left. <laughs> like, this shit just crawled on my sandwich, and you're just acting like that didn't happen? <laughs> yeah, we, we did not get Subway that day. But this was, like, when we were still in Baruch, our, uh, where we went to college. 
So like it's been a while. Four or five years ago. That's probably the last time I had Subway. But I used to eat Subway all the time. I remember I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I could eat sweet and chicken teriyaki every single day of my life. <laughs> I, I, Subway I, was good back in the day. You've also developed a much healthier diet as you've gotten older. Yeah. Yeah, I have. As um, of we all. Look, we do you guys know it's twelve minutes into the podcast and we haven't even talked about football yet. I mean <laughs> well, uh, so we probably get into a subway. So podcast. much for the so much for the one hour podcast we were celebrating last week. This guy Felton's getting. I still think we can do it. Yo, the Browns are like, just slowly operating on every drive, taking up the entire, fucking half. It's very frustrating. That's what that's what they do, man. This is why running games work. Stop it. You want to waste more time? We'll talk about the running (laughs) games. All right, let's get into the first game. Uh, There's definitely gonna be a running back in this game that you're gonna want to have. Chiefs at Titans. Right away, a barn burner right off the back. This is. Something that you Bro, ha- what is a barn burner? A barn burner. Like, they're going to score a lot of points. You never heard of barn burner? Is that before? a phrase? A barn burner is a real phrase. Yeah, yeah it's a phrase. I'm guessing it's because of, like, no, uh, like horses. Like, a horse is a barn burner. Hold on, I'm Googling. Oh, know. barn burner. An event that's exciting or intense. There you go. It's a barn All burner. All right. If there's anything that's a barn burner, it's this game. It's well a, it, come on. Yeah, thank you. Apologize. Go on. I know it's your birthday. You said you job apologize. Well oh, that's true. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> you don't got to be a prick about it. <laughs> I uh, I take back my objection, Your Honor. All right. So listen. Sold. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> you you just you just spiked the the my headphones like crazy. Yeah, I turned it from a judge <laughs> to an auction. Auctions are fun. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. The Twins don't like a lot of players, so I anticipate them going to get. They're going to get mad at me for even mentioning a lot of the players that I'm mentioning. But you got to understand, it's by apocalypse. Are so, you going to say Miko Hardman? Is that what you're gearing up towards? I am gearing up to Miko Hardman, but let's not go to Miko Hardman just yet. Let's go to the studs in this game. You're obviously playing Derrick Henry. Um, it's a good it's a flash news flash. It's a good idea to play Derrick Henry. Uh, do you know he has more points than all the quarterbacks too? That guy's an absolute monster. He's the number one fantasy player, period. He's the number one Bro, running Derek. back if you take out all of his pass-catching work, too. Zero tu- zero receptions for zero yards, and he's still the number one running back in PPR leagues. The difference between him and Austin Eckler, who's RB2, is larger than the difference between Austin Eckler and Antonio Gibson, who's running back 16. Oh, holy Fucking mother of God! Hot Shout out to Matt. <laughs> oh, hot damn! Oh, fucking wild! What he's doing? That's that. That was wild, dude. You just blew my mind. I'm not gonna lie, you just blew my mind. Um, <laughs> I need to recover from that for a second. Derrick Henry's a beast. Julio Jones. Last time I checked, it doesn't look like he's gonna play because he's a hamstring. Apparently, he got in a, a light practice today. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Julio Jones. This is what Julio Jones does, bro. Julio Jones plus soft tissue injury. I'm. I don't even think I'm taking the risk because I know Julio Jones will go out there. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Then get injured in the first quarter and come out of the game. There's like a high possibility that happens. It's a, it's a soft tissue injury. It's a hamstring. You don't fuck with hamstrings. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I was I was avoiding Julio this year, like for this reason, basically. It's just I don't know how you could really trust him at this point, especially with the way that that passing game isn't really operating as well as it has in recent years. So Julio would be a tough would be a tough guy to trust but it is a shootout potential against kc so sticking him in your flex isn't the worst idea i don't think if he actually does suit up uh, i don't know yeah obviously he's julio jones if he plays like it, there but there's an it's in the within the realm of possibilities is what i'm saying that he just starts the game and gets you you know 0. 0.6 points and he's out yeah. 
AJ uh, Brown's having a breakout game though. I was gonna say a- AJ Brown is someone who look he had a bad game in his first game back. Yes, this happened. Uh, no one's denying that this happened. Uh, but it was his first game back, and then last game he looked good. So it looks like against a Kansas City defense that can't stop a nosebleed. I love AJ Brown in this game. Yeah, he really came on in the second half last week. Was actually looking like the AJ Brown that we've seen in recent years, and was there were designing plays to get him the damn ball like A.J. Brown is a guy that you get the ball period he's one of the most dangerous wide receivers in space because he's ridiculously fast to go with the fact that he's just a large human being uh Casey secondary has been trash this year they played better against Washington last week for the first time surprisingly but I mean it's also a Tyler a Taylor Heineke led Washington team which is completely different than a Ryan Tannehill led Tennessee Titans team um that's that um, is it's clearly a better offense as well. And they have Derrick Henry in the backfield that you have to be aware of at all times. So I, I do think this is a finally the people who drafted A.J. Brown are going to say, where's has been the entire season? I think one of the big questions for me in this game is Ryan Tannehill because he seems this seems like a plus matchup. This seems like a matchup where yeah, he's going to sure. smash. The only problem is like he needs to throw touchdowns. And I think the big difference between Tannehill this year and Tannehill last year is that he's not throwing the touchdowns this year. So, I mean, the question that I raise to you is, is this the game that he throws a couple touchdowns? I'd start him. If there was ever a game to do that, then it's this one. And with the bye week, Prescott, Herbert, more people, you're starting Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Would you would you start Ryan Tannehill or Tua Tagovailoa? Tanny. Tannehill. Interesting. I might, I might, I may or may not be uh, facing that. I was about decision. to say, what league is that for you, Tim? Um, what about Joe Burrow? Tanny, Tannehill. All right. I mean, those, those are the, those are the guys. In what about Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan in a good matchup. Tannehill. That one's closer, but I still give the slight edge to Tanny. All right. So you guys got him as a, as a must, as a, but as all a the starter. Guys, you mentioned Tua and Ryan. I like as streamers this week. Yeah, we'll get to them. Yeah. Um, the Titans. So. I feel like Jeremy McNichols would be a a play in this game if he wasn't hurt. He's also dealing with some stuff. I, I feel like if no, he plays, never play Jeremy McNichols. I don't know. He's he's had a couple good games. I feel like in this game they're gonna throw a lot because Kansas City's gonna Tim. score. The Kansas City had gonna, one good game against the Jets when he had like twelve targets. And yeah. Exhibit A of the Twins are gonna yell at me for bringing up players. And they need to understand that it's by apocalypse. That was without Brown and Julio too when Jeremy McNichols was relevant. Julio's just, just shut it. Shut Julio's not out. I mean, Julio's out. I mean, probably. Probably, I'd say so. Yeah. All right. Let's go over to the Chiefs side. Josh Reynolds deep flex play, as long as he's healthy and playing. Just throwing that out there. Okay. There you go. Um, so, Tim. All right. There you go. PPR more, flex. more so right. than Jeremy McNichols. I like it. Okay. Okay. I I accept. PPR flex. Tim, Reynolds or McNichols? <laughs> I mean, Reynolds. But I would play McNichols. Mm-hmm. We'll see, but it, dude, McNichols is hurt. If he wasn't <laughs> hurt. If he wasn't hurt. Am I saying this the wrong thing? No, you're just funny that you're saying oh. like McNichols as if he's someone you'd start right. on a regular We're Talking about Not a running backs week. that matter, guys. Let's go over to the other side. Yes. Yo, yeah. I mentioned this in the, in the, in the other pod. Do you know that Daryl... Uh, Daryl Williams last week scored more points than CH has ever scored. Ever. You know what else he did? 
He played 59 snaps, 10 more than EH has played all season in any game. I said last oh. week Darrell Williams was going to play more than CEH was, and he did. His points for opportunity this season, 0.857, CEH, 0.647. It's very difficult to dispute that Williams has played better than CEH, and he's got more work than CEH did. And now Back in RB1. Back in RB1. Wow. Back in RB1. Yeah, I have him as uh, I have him as my RB nine this week. Yeah, by apocalypse, bro. Yeah, he's certainly a low end RB one. I mean, you saw what he did last week. There's no reason that can't happen again. Jarek McKinnon is mixing in on passing downs a little bit, but Darrell Williams was still the main pass catcher and the main running back on uh, <clears throat> on rushing downs. He's clearly the main guy. I mean, that's what we said was going to happen. I literally I laughed last week at the people who were like Jarek McKinnon's going to take over. Bro, yeah, that was a... because they just love Jarek McKinnon and his twenty nine year old self who's never really done anything in the NFL. He had the one like no year. offense to McKinnon, but he's either bro, McKinnon been overrated or injured his entire career. It's about it. McKinnon, people forget how old this guy is. Like last time we were actually genuinely talking about McKinnon is when. We were wondering who the handcuff for AP is, him or Matt Asiata. <laughs> I mean, true. we were talking about him, I think, in his first year in San Francisco. He had a chance to be great, and then he just got hurt. Um, obviously, you're playing Tyreek Hill, high end. Obviously, you're playing Travis Kelsey, number one overall. Um, obviously, you're playing Patrick Mahomes in a great matchup. So we'll, let's go to this. The, the question begs. We've seen games where McCole Hardman has been very much involved. We've seen other games, though. This seems like a game where, if they're going to give up a big play, the defense for the for the Titans has been absolutely horrendous against the pass. Uh, one of the worst teams in the league. They're the best matchup you could possibly have. Well, I, I would say Kansas City is, is a better matchup than Tennessee, <laughs> but Tennessee has given up a bunch. They're 28th in defensive DVOA 27th against the pass. They have been absolutely horrible. They get absolutely no pass rush whatsoever. They give up big plays. I think this is a good week to play McCole Hardman. I don't think it's ever a good week to play McCole Hardman. Um, he has one game, which was against Baltimore in a week five where he actually was like actually involved. He saw 12 targets. Otherwise he's just whatever. He's going to get five targets. They're, Typically uneventful targets that don't really result in much. Like he's topped out at 12 half PPR fantasy points this year. He's reached double digits twice in six games. Maybe he'll get you eight, nine points this week. That's a good, that's Maybe a good solid outing. If you like, well, yeah, if you're, tr- if you're choosing between like Miko Hardman and like, I don't know, Donovan Peoples Jones or something like that, then I guess you could start Miko Hardman. Some people might be forced to. But don't be happy about starting Miko Hardman. You should never be happy about it. All right, Miko Hardman or, D- or Don- Darnell Mooney. Give me Hardman. I'm Mooney. I'm, I'm done with the Bears. Um, Davis, uh, Corey Davis or Hardman? Corey Davis, man. Davis. Henry Ruggs or Miko Hardman? Ruggs. Ruggs. Tyler Boyd or Hardman? Boyd. Hardman. Christian Kirk. I go Kirk. More upside. Kirk. Really. I go Hardman on that one. Rondell Moore. Then I go Hardman. Last one, Brandon Ayuk. Hardman. Probably go Hardman, Hardman over Ayuk as well. 
I don't know. I kind of like Ayuk this week. Um, There's no reason to like Ayuk this week. There is a reason, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, anyone else you guys want to talk about in these games? I think we're good. All right, let's go on no. to the – I was just thinking, like, who's the Chiefs' tight end? <laughs> man named Travis Kelsey. Oh, I never heard of that guy. Washington Ricky Jones. Washington at the Packers, speaking of Ricky Seals-Jones, um, seems to be a great Eels play bones. in this matchup. Washington, here's here's the deal. Antonio Gibson left the game with a shin. He has a literally has a break in his shin. He has a broken shin. He left the game, but he was questionable and he practiced today. So it looks like he's gonna play. Looks like they're shooting him up with a bunch of steroids. Not steroids. Uh, like uh, painkillers. Painkillers, and just he's gonna go out there and play. But knowing that he already hurt this in game worries me. It worries me enough that that I'm high on Gibson and I traded my only share of Gibson this week after that happened. But if he plays against the Packers, it's a good matchup. So how are you feeling about uh, it's it's Gibson, it's McLaurin, it's Jones. Seals Jones. Seals Jones, excuse me. And then maybe McKissick as an outside flex. Is how does that sound? That, that I mean that sounds like the Reds. I mean the the Washington football team. I mean I'd be if I if you have Antonio Gibson, you're more than likely starting him as an RB two. You just have to hope what happened last week doesn't happen again, where he doesn't really produce, and then he gets, and then the injury, you know, acts up, and then he's basically a worthless player on your team, getting you three fantasy points. You got to hope that doesn't happen. And there is fear with that because I mean, he has a broken shin, and like there, the way for that to heal, from what I've read is rest, and clearly he's not resting. So, I mean, I think J.D. McKissick is a low-end... I have him ranked as a low-end RB2 this week. Um, I have him in my flex in my home league. Uh, this guy has three games of 14 or more fantasy points this year, all in negative game strip type games where he's been able to get involved as a pass catcher. And guess what? Antonio Gibson is hurt, which means McKissick may even mix in a little bit more as a rusher. And last week, he was the next man up for rushes, um, not Jarrett Patterson, that people really want Jarrett Patterson to be a thing. And he saw a bunch of targets again. He saw how many targets? 10 targets against KC. He went 8 for 65 through the air, 8 rush attempts for 45 yards. It's 15 half PPR fantasy points without even scoring a touchdown. It's another negative game script type game here against Green Bay. So I'm all aboard the J.D. McKissick train for this week again. Uh, I'm, I would just like to I'm know. With you. I'm with you. I'll st- I'm starting to kiss it as a flex, no doubt. Um, Antonio Gibson, like you guys are saying, he has a broken shin, life fracture. He's run with a bone going two different ways. Nah, come on. It's He has shin splints. It's not like it's a crazy fracture, but it, it is something you need to rest. Like It's like little tears in your muscles and bones. But it's not like he's running with a crooked leg. One. Yes, but, but you know how the body works. That's all I'm saying. You know how the body works. That could fail at any time. Listen, J.D. McKissick has been great this year, though. He's second in the league in point opportunity, excluding touchdowns. Third in points per opportunity, including touchdowns. Played 61% of the snaps last week. I like McKissick to start this week. And also, if concerned about Terry McLaurin, this week, there's no Jair Alexander for Green Bay, and he's second in the league in the Brodo exclusive that unrealized adjusted air yards. As long as those start hitting a little bit, he'll be just fine. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, so Terry McLaurin obvi- is an obvious play. You know, people who are who are worried about him because he's had a couple of off games. You know, he plays for the Washington Football Team. So this, the, you signed up for this when you drafted Terry McLaurin. Unfortunately, like sometimes his offenses are going to be trash, and he's going to be trash as a result. But sometimes he's going to be great, even when it's trash. So hang in there. Terry McLaurin is getting the opportunities, and they will translate very soon. Let's go to the other side, the Packers. Washington has been horrendous. Washington has been absolute dog trash. This is a great offensive matchup. Michael, what do you think? Um, I'm with you. This is a team that just has struggled. It's crazy to think that this team was elite last year. Elite. Right? And elite. they and they added William Jackson. And now they're as far from elite as you could get. Like they've literally they're like the best opponent for opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Yes, the exact opposite. Yeah, which makes Aaron Rodgers a tremendous play. They're also they're bottom 10 against quarterbacks, running backs and wide receivers. Michael, let me let me say this. Uh, and, and shout out to Clayton Jones, our writer who put this in the buy low sell high article this week. They are dead last in passing yards allowed, dead last in passing TDs allowed, 24th in yards per offensive play, 20th in rushing yards allowed, and 32nd in percentage of drives ending in an offensive score. 51.5%. Wrap your head around the fact that over 50% of opponents' drives end up in a score against the Washington football team. Absurd. That is absolutely dog shit. And I'm sure there's been a couple like missed field goals as well. That could have made that percentage higher. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just absurdly bad. It's crazy how bad they've been, and there's no reason to think that it turns around this week by any means. So I'm absolutely starting um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting Devontae Adams. I'm starting Aaron Jones. Robert Tunyon even, like, in apocalypse, he's been terrible this year, but he's been getting some decent looks it's like it's kind of ugly, of course. He's been atrocious outside of one game. But Washington is also a good opponent for Tunyon to have a decent game. MVS is still out. It, it's not like I'm saying to start Tunyon, but if you have to, this might be a decent week for him to actually produce more than one fantasy point. More than one fantasy point is, is, a, low, is a low threshold. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how it's been for him this season. <laughs> so, I mean, it's tough. All right, so let's talk about the guys who are almost basically guaranteed to score more than one fantasy point. Um, let's talk first about Deontay. I mean, Devontae Adams is a great play. I'm interested in Alan Lazard. Now, it people aren't paying enough attention to Alan Lazard in my mind because since, since MVS went down, Alan Lazard has been seeing... A majority of the time, he's he is the number two receiver. Last week he had a good ga- a good game. The week before he had a decent game. This is a guy who's trending upwards, and no one's really talking about it. Robert Tunyon, like you said, is not part of the offense right now. So he Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw to someone besides Divine. I mean, besides Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams. Alan Lazard's been the guy, and he's been playing. Do you think Alan Lazard could be a sneaky play in this game? Desperation. Fuck that noise. Damn, that was uh. I, I, I'd honestly, I'd rather take a shot on Diami Brown. Really? Yeah, he had six targets last week. 
They're going to have to score against the Packers. Curtis Samuel's still hurt. I'd rather take a shot on Deami Brown than Alan Lazard. That that I do not agree with. What about A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon, like, most of his yards are, yes, they're coming in garbage time. And, yes, the game's already over. But this is a game that could have garbage time and that's already over. And he's been at least good enough to not kill your team the last couple weeks. If you're in Bipocalypse and you have him and you're you and you have him like if you're in Bipocalypse and you have him as a handcuff, are you comfortable starting Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in in that case? If you need to, I mean Aaron AJ Dillon AJ Dillon has been playing more and has been more productive and has actually been very good in his attempts. But I mean, if you're playing him this week. It's because you're forced to play him this week. It's not because you are willingly playing A.J. Dillon, like, happy about it. I mean, this guy, hopefully he gets you seven points, right? If he finds the end zone in a game where, I mean, if they take a big lead and Aaron Jones plays less, they do tend to sit Aaron Jones once they take a big lead for obvious reasons so he doesn't get hurt. Then A.J. Dillon could end up having one of those, you know, big big games where backup running backs like Tony Pollard we saw earlier in the year like 100 yards and a touchdown and a good game script for him yeah that's not out of the realm of possibility which makes him a decent flex play in my opinion I agree but more so only if you like need to because every other week you're not very happy starting AJ Dillon no of course it's this week yeah Uh, but Washington is allowed 23 and a half points per game to running backs so you know, not the worst, not the best, but enough where if if they give up their average and you start twenty three points out of your flex and you're running back one, probably probably not the most ideal, but these guys are not just average. They're they're much uh, much above that. Anyone else in this game that you guys want to talk about? We good. Well, we briefly touched on him, yeah. but start Ricky Seals Jones, obviously, as a tight end one. We didn't really Talk about him too much, but he's basically Logan Thomas. Heels bones. I, I, is it crazy that I kind of like him better than Logan Thomas? Is that is that wild? It's a little wild. They're playing the same exact role. Yeah, but he wild. just he's just a little more explosive than Logan Thomas is. Logan Thomas is like yeah, bigger. He's like a bigger, better red zone threat. But I don't know. Did you see him go and when he scored that touchdown? Dude yeah. has wheels. Logan I mean, Thomas can't run like that. No, I disagree. I don't know. Former quarterback Logan Thomas is not a runner. Um, Bengals at Ravens is the next game in an NFC North in an AFC North matchup. Now, I will say this: both of these offenses, offensive offenses, has been have been explosive. But this is a this is a division game, so I expect it to be played hard, and I expect it to be played tough. Let's talk about the Bengals side first. The Ravens just shellacked the Chargers. And all those stats that said the Ravens weren't that good, um, they got all corrected after they shellacked the Chargers. Uh, the Ravens are back, uh, you know, towards the top of the league in terms of creeping up in terms of DVOA. Right now, 13th uh, in DVOA. So creeping up when they were they were bottom half of the league just a week ago. The Bengals have been playing very well, though. So do you bank on a hot Bengals team over a hot Ravens defense, or are you fading the Bengals? For me, it's kind of in between. I'm comfortable playing Jamar Chase, obviously. I'm okay playing T. Higgins. I'm trying to avoid playing Tyler Boyd, but with the bipocalypse, it's probably going to be hard to avoid. And I expect mediocrity from Joe Mixon. I think if you're really excited about Joe Mixon's performance, 
The the Joe Mixon roller coaster is usually good performance, hyped up for two weeks. People remember that he's bad for two weeks. Then another big performance, hyped up for two weeks. People remember he's bad for two weeks. Another big performance. So I, I feel like that's I feel like Joe Mixon is is gonna come back down to earth. How are you guys feeling about this Bengals offense? Bro, Joe Burrow's been very good. He's been very efficient. It's entirely different than what we saw from him last year. He's thrown for over 300 passing yards in the last three games, at least two touchdowns in every game this season. And I know that the Ravens D just destroyed Justin Herbert, but they also two weeks ago got lit up by Carson Wentz. So it just goes to show you that matchups are overrated. And I don't hate Joe Burrow as a back-end QB1 this week, which means in turn that I like Jamar Chase. I like T. Higgins. And I don't like Tyler Boyd. Last week, I had Tyler Boyd ranked like quarterback at wide receiver like 60, and that was still too low. But he's averaging three, 3.8 catches and 34 yards when all three receivers are healthy. So that's enough with Tyler Boyd. He's a he's a nothing when everyone's healthy. And I know it's the bicot pop, so you might have to start him. But that shit's rough. So I'm not all about Tyler Boyd this week. I like Higgins. I like Chase. And you're going to start Mixon. But keep in mind, too, Mixon has played the Ravens twice a year. And he has one career touchdown against them. Why? Because Joe Mixon is not good against good defenses. It's true. That's my spiel. That's literally you cannot uh, deny that fact. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know, he's a young player, so I you can that can change. Young player in his fifth season. With that being said, I just yeah, talking about I just completed a trade for Joe Burrow and then promptly dropped him for two attack of Iola. So I'm definitely not starting Joe Burrow if I could avoid it. Uh, this week. Let's go over to the Ravens side. Lamar Jackson made one of the best highlight plays of ever, all time, against the Bengals. He has a history of destroying the Bengals, but the Bengals are a much better defense this year. Um, There's no reason not to play the studs, right? You're playing Mark Andrews. You're playing Lamar Jackson. Hollywood Brown is tough because he plays like a stud and gets the opportunity of a stud, but drops a lot of balls. You have to play Hollywood, I feel like. Um, the ancillary pieces though, six targets in his first game for Rashad Bateman. So comes off six targets right away. Is Rashad Bateman a name where if you see him on the wire, you could pick him up for the bipocalypse, maybe put him in your flex and then hold him long-term. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know why Rashad Bateman isn't more rostered. He's a first round rookie with the capital, with the size, with the speed. And he just got six targets tied for the team league in his first game on the team. Like, this isn't someone that has sucked his first six weeks, right? He just hasn't played his first six weeks because he's been hurt. And so, well, first five weeks, excuse me, because then week six he returned. So he's definitely someone you should you should add um, if he's still available. And I do think against Cincy, he's a flex play. I mean, I'm not I'm not jumping into starting Rashad Bateman. There are growing pains and such. Um, unless you're like Justin Jefferson, but even Justin Jefferson didn't really play the first couple weeks. So, again, by Apocalypse, maybe not the worst flex play. Not someone I'm like jumping giddy about starting. But, giddy? But, I mean, he, he just came off his first game ever tied for the team league in targets, which is certainly something. Uh, Latavius Murray is... Yo, real quick, yeah. I don't hate starting 
Rashad Bateman this week. All right, say it. Talk to us, bro. Talk your shit. Even like, even four for twenty nine last week would have been six point nine or whatever. What eight points? Nine points? Jeez, no, six points. Seven points. <laughs> seven points. What was it? What was it? In what are you PPR talking about leagues? right now? Bateman. Bateman, Bateman scored seven week. points in PPR leagues last week. Career first game. Led the team in targets, going up against the Bengals in a game where the Bengals should be able to score. Sammy Watkins is a giant to do, whether he's on the field or not. I don't give a fuck. I said forever. The Ravens are worse with him on the field. Bateman came out. And honestly, I didn't look at the numbers, but four for 29 is probably the most productive game that Sammy Watkins has had all year. I know he actually had one good game. But... I don't. I don't hate starting Rashad Bateman here. I feel like this could be a game where he actually he scores a touchdown, and then people are like, "Oh shit, go get Rashad Bateman." Meanwhile, I've had him on my IR since week one, and I have him in my flex in our home league. I told you guys that Latavius Murray is going to score a touchdown last week. That's about all he did. And, but he did it. I told you he would, and scare. he did. But Hold he on. left the game. You don't know what would have happened. Um, he didn't practice Wednesday, so he might not play. If he doesn't play, Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell both also scored touchdowns last week. Where are you leaning? Devonta Freeman? Yeah. He was like the guy after Murray <laughs> got hurt. Um, bless you, Tim. Thank you. So he'd be the guy. I mean, I don't think it's really a question. He was the one who was active while Le'Veon Bell was still in the practice squad. Like, I think it's clear that Devonta Freeman is the, the main choice of the Baltimore coaching staff right now. But on the topic of Freeman and um, Le'Veon Bell, somehow, like, wasn't a topic in the world. Ronnie Stanley's out there. He broke his ankle. Great left tackle for the Ravens. The injury bug continues to hurt them. And John Harbaugh... John Harbaugh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Davis Murray... Devontae Freeman, Levan Bell, these are not guys that are in their prime that can make shit happen if there aren't holes to hit. Particularly Bell. I think it's a big deal that Ronnie Stanley's out. It's a for this weekend moving forward. It's a, it's an important note. That's a that's a big loss. Ronnie Stanley's one of the better left tackles in the league. Uh, one of the reasons and why quickly I'm... you're starting him. Sorry, but Mark Andrews has been better than Travis Kelsey since week two. Mark Andrews is a is absolutely balling this year. It's it's funny because you when you expect you expect our right, Hollywood Brown is so much more involved in the offense than he has been in past years. That's that's going to be bad for Mark Andrews, right? It's exactly the opposite. The middle of the field is opening up for him because Brown's taking the the cap off, and it's that offense is really is really running right now. All right, let's go over to a game that's not nearly as so far. We've talked Chiefs, Titans, Washington, Packers, and Bengals, Ravens. That's probably going to be a boatload of fantasy points in those games. Um, this game, not so much. Dude, the Panthers at the Giants. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about this game, baby. Um, let's talk about it. Look, Saquon Barkley right now is questionable, and you know the projected scoring system. Saquon Barkley's out, man. He's out. Yeah, the projected scoring systems have him as the starting running back. Still. Yeah, Devontae Booker's projected like point eight or some shit. I don't know what these. Like, what are you, what are they doing? I I'll tell you what. It's obviously going to be Booker, but here's the thing that worries me about Booker. Last week he was it oh <laughs> just almost took myself out. Last week it was Kelly, I mean um Elijah Penny who got the the goal line work. 
So, I mean, no. Elijah Penny stole a goal line touchdown when they were down by, like, 30. What's the problem with that? That, that That's worrying Devontae to Booker me. Devontae Booker got the goal line touchdown the week prior when it wasn't a complete blowout. I'm not worried about that at all. When Elijah he was, Penny's a fullback. I don't know. I'm worried about fullback it. Fullback runs happen. I'm not worried about it at one bit. Jason? I don't think Jason's going to so, be worried about it so either. So what's your, what's your outlook on Devontae Booker then? I think that if you're in the position where you don't have to start Booker this week, then good for you because um, there's a lot of good running backs out. But odds are that Devontae Booker's in a starting lineup. He played 72% of the snaps last week. You're starting him. Yeah. It might not be pretty, but you're starting. Yeah. What What about, like, it seems like the carousel of injuries at wide receiver is ridiculous at this point for the Giants. Kenny Galladay out again. Kadarius Tony's out. So that leaves Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, uh, a.k.a. last season's uh, killer combination with Daniel Jones. It, it, I don't know, man. This, this whole Giants team stinks to me. Like I, I'm, I miss just... Kadarius Tony. Who would have thought we'd be saying that? Sterling Shepard, I guess. Injured, man. Sterling Shepard, I guess, is a good play because he, when he's the only option, he's played well in this year and historically. So question, how do you feel about him? You got to play Sterling Shepard at this point as a wide receiver three, in my opinion. Um, again, Carolina Panthers defense has been stout, um, better than most people realize, I think, when they think about Carolina overall. But Sterling Shepard has been a locked and loaded wide receiver three every single game he's been healthy. Um, he has he saw he had nine targets week one, ten targets week two, um, and then against the Rams, fourteen targets. Right, this guy's an absolute target monster he's like the Deontay Johnson of the Giants in terms of targets only I'm not saying like their games are very similar or anything but in terms of targets that's how it's going to be and Evan Ingram mispracticed today now too he might not even play Darius Slayton he's a toss-up Kadarius Tony is out Sterling Shepard Saquon Barkley is out Sterling Shepard might just be in line for 15 targets no matter what because CJ Board isn't going to get 97 targets so it could just be throw to Sterling Shepard even if it's a bunch of screens like in PPR leagues he's going to be a strong wide receiver three play Dante Pettis got 11 targets yeah Dante Pettis is another one that people like because he's like stone bottom pricing in DFS not something I would want to chase but yeah if, when you see Dante Pettis getting 11 targets I think that tells you more about Sterling Shepard like if Dante <laughs> Pettis is getting 11 targets Sterling Shepard is going to see a whole lot of targets but Dante Pettis is not someone I'm chasing after in this game, man. It's a tough matchup. No, if I'm taking a shot team. on a secondary option for the Giants, it's John Ross. Really? And that's a, that's still not ball. fun. You just want the big yeah, play. Yeah, to catch a deep ball. Yeah, but I don't think anyone should take a chance on anyone not named Sterling Shepard. Even, bro, Evan Ingram. Like, people are just going to keep throwing this guy out there. First I mean, three catches and 30 yards. And he's he, going to keep doing it. And he mispracticed today. There's no reason at all to start Evan Ingram. Even during Bipocalypse, I'd rather start Robert Tunyon. I'd rather start Moali Cox. Like, I'd rather start OJ Howard if Gronk is out. There are many options I'd rather start than Evan Ingram. I'm just not interested. He's one of the worst NFL players in the league. Yeah. And he was a pro bowler last year. Just hilarious. <laughs> Drew Lock, Drew Lock might be coming in. Teddy got banged up at the end of the first half. Oh shit! That's not good for Bengals pass catchers. 
I hope Matt. I hope Matt traded Corlin Sutton when he had the chance. Matt was was that Matt talking about that? Oh no, it was Alex, and he did right. Oh no, he, no. he kept Corlin Sutton. <laughs> um, let's go over to the Panther side of the ball. Sam Darnold's been pretty trash without CMC. Uh, the stats with Sam Darnold with CMC and without CMC are stark. The Giants have been a good front seven. They've been getting to the quarterback and. One of the things that people aren't talking about is how poorly the offensive line for the Panthers has played. Um, Darnold, Darnold also, his stats looked really ugly last week. But you, but this is a Carolina team that I don't exactly know what happened, but they dropped eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight passes. Bro, I was like watching that game in awe, just watching them drop pass after pass. Robbie Anderson, I think, at four by himself. DJ Moore dropped the pass. You don't really see Butterfingers like that. And then in Sam the Darnold NFL. brought them back in the end, even though. Just saying. Shut Sam Darnold had grandma. one good drive of like and it how was, many drives did they have? And it was the most important. And it was the most important one. Aye, aye, aye. And they ended up losing. Fuck off, Tim. Enough <laughs> with Sam Darnold. But yeah, I, guys, I'm, can I'm we talk you. about is... actual stuff though? Because they may have dropped a lot of balls. But DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, listen to this. Shoot. DJ Moore leads the league in unrealized unrealized adjusted air yards. Robbie Anderson is third. However, DJ Moore is fourth in total adjusted air yards. Robbie Anderson is 32nd. What does that mean? It means that DJ Moore is actually seeing... A, like a decent amount of actual catchable yards. And Robbie Anderson, even though there's a decent amount of unrealized air yards going his way, in total, he's only seeing the 32nd most. Yeah. So that just confirms that even though you might look at targets differently or because Robbie Anderson's been accumulating a lot of targets recently, DJ Moore is still the only person of these wide receivers that I want to start. Like... How many times does Robbie Anderson need to disappoint? Yeah. We're just going to bank on him catching a touchdown every week? I think it's more of the 11 targets that that persuades you to stay with Robbie Anderson. But Rand- Robbie Anderson saw 11 targets last week. That's the point I'm making. He had 11 yards. 32nd in total just air yards. Yeah, but he also dropped four of them. But 11 targets for 11 yards is like one of the worst performances we've seen in recent history. Like I think it's happened like four or five times in the last 30 years. Okay, but still, Robbie Anderson has had good games in his past. It's not like he's a scrub all of a sudden. <coughs> he has seen. He's had a really bad game and he dropped a lot of balls. I just choked. But look, this dude has seen 18 targets over the last two weeks. Teddy's still in, by the way. Yeah. And has 41 yards. That's next level piece of shitness. <laughs> Let's be real. We're just being completely honest. 18 targets, 41 total receiving yards is semi hilarious. Or full-on hilarious, depending on your level of hilarity, <laughs> if we're being completely honest. Really bad. So, again, by apocalypse, you might have to do things that are super ugly. I don't know your rosters. Maybe you have to start Robbie Anderson. I wouldn't be super hyped about it, but it is a decent matchup here against the New York Giants. Um, Would you start Sam Darnold? Absolutely not. In a 2QB? Sam Darnold is coming back to being Sam Darnold. I will tell you, Sam Darnold so got me negative. Doesn't rush for a touchdown. Sam Darnold got me negative points in uh, Scott Fish 
two weeks in a row. But I won anyway. Scott Fishbowl has fucking ridiculous. I like Scott Fishbowl quarterback scoring, man. It really uh goes after legit play by the quarterback. Like Jalen Hurts isn't getting you twenty five points because he ran for two touchdowns. He's getting you like ten because he was also a terrible passer that game. Yeah, he there's I kinda they, like it. They take points away for incompletions. Yeah. It's a more real more real test of quarterback play in my opinion. On the on the flip side though, I think that I mean Chuba's gonna be a good play in this game. Chuba not only has been getting the work, but he's been productive. And on top of that, Matt Rule in a in a very like like hardcore press conference was like, Hey, we're gonna get back to the run. We're gonna establish this run, man. Uh so what do you guys think about Chuba in this game? I I love this matchup. Chuba, 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 chuba. That's the chuba train moving forward for another couple of weeks, at the very least, with CMC down. Um, chuba has found the end zone, folks, last week against Philly. Uh, excuse me, against Minnesota. Now it's back-to-back weeks of 13 or more half PPR fantasy points. This is a golden backfield for fantasy reasons. Matt Rule loves to use his running back. Um, he was just on the record saying that he wants to use the running back even more. And Christian McCaffrey's still hurt. Like, it's dumb, but that's just that's what he wants to do, which means Chuba Hubbard is the guy. Um, the Giants have not been nearly as dangerous against opposing running backs as they have. Uh, last year, they were a much better run-blocking team compared to this season. Um, so, yeah, you're happily starting Chuba Hubbard, especially during the pi- apocalypse. Um, I think he's a eas- easily a top-20 Wide receiver, uh, excuse me, running back option. I mean, I have nothing to add. I think I think you're right. <clears throat> Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Uh, let's go to our <laughs> let's go to our next game. Unless there's someone else in this game, you guys thank you, Mister Elvis. You're welcome, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's from the office. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, baby. Yeah, you I, very ho- much. I really <laughs> hope Noah Fan doesn't score a touchdown right now. I'm playing Noah Fan. Uh, I hope disaster. it's Portland Sutton. Yeah, I hope so too. I was gonna say something, and then thank you, Mister Elvis. Said that. <laughs> I'm done now. Who who said that? Pam. No, uh, Andy and Andy. Michael. Oh, yeah, because he's telling he's telling Andy that people. No, are, no, no, no. Yes. Uh, he's he's telling. <laughs> they just Andy overthrew. They just over, overthrew Noah Fant in, in the end zone. Just so you know. That people are complaining about his baby voice. He's like, well, Andy Sawi. <laughs> he's like, see that right there? You can't do that. He's like, well, people think your Elvis impression is bad. He's like, really? He's like, yeah. But for one, I think it's great. He's like, it's something like, yeah, uh, thank, thank you, baby. And then, like, Andy goes in response to that, you're welcome, Mr. Elvis. Like a baby <laughs> voice. It's just, you know, yeah, the can, office has don't get trem- me started. tremendous scenes. Don't over get me and started on the baby voice. Your <laughs> choice to name your team something queemoey instead of creamery <laughs> is. Is the most annoying thing oh, ever. Shit. Oh yes, Michael. I, what and Michael says that too. Yeah, everyone. You have he to say, say it. creamery. He says queemoey. <laughs> you can't say creamery. It's spelled queemoey with W's. <laughs> it is the local uh, Nicholas queemoey. Is my the team local name. Nicholas queemoey? Guess, guess who's in first place? The local Nicholas queemoey. And that's the worst part about it because I got to say who's in first place. All right, oh, let's man. go over to the other side. The Falcons oh, and the Dolphins. Uh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I'm cutting you off there. No, no. It's time for a rant. It's time for a fucking oh, rant, guys. Shit. Here we go. Jason rant. Talk about this game. <laughs> the Falcons and Dolphins. Are you fucking kidding me, people? Yo. What's Mike happening right now? Motherfucking Davis 
is the 15th running back in ECR right now. Mike Davis, Mr. No Games Above Running Back 21 in half PPR, Mr. One Game Within the Top 24 in half PPR all year, Mr. Can't Beat Out Cordero Patterson. Shout out Cordero Patterson, but the guy hasn't had a role in nine years, and now when Mike Davis is around, he does. I'm moving Mike Davis fucking down. Fucking guy. So me. <laughs> I'm with you, Jay. This fucking guy all of a sudden is running back 18, 15, like he's a must-start, high-end RB2. What has Mike Davis ever done besides just sit at home for a week? What did the bye week just erase people's memories? Oh, I need to start Mike Davis now. Why? Oh, you know, the Falcons had off. Oh, why else? You know, they had off. There's no good reason for Mike Davis to all of a sudden be an option. That I don't understand. I have no idea what's happening here. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Mike um, Davis, are you kidding me? Just so you guys know, ECR is expert consensus rank. And Melvin Gordon just scored a ridiculous touchdown where he like j- he like bounced off the floor with his hand. Oh, was, you mean to tell great. me Melko is a better play than Javante Williams this week? Well, I I I had Melko at twenty two and Javante at twenty four. Yeah, I I mean I had Melko ranked higher too, but I've just been trying to yell at the world that Melko is a better play than Javante Williams. Well, I I agree with you every week except last week. And Javante Williams was a better was player last, last week, week though. Too. He was a better player last week. Yeah, yeah. He was. He just wasn't good. Um. All right, so Jason, what are your thoughts on Mike Davis? <laughs> Michael, what about Cordero Patterson? Jason shared his thoughts on Mike Davis. You said Bro, you agree. What about Cordero? You 1,000% start Cordero Patterson happily wherever yeah, you have him at this point. It's absurd. His points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns, is absurd. His points per opportunity with touchdowns is absurd. I have him ranked like I'm. it's really gross, but I have him ranked as my running back 10 right now. Yeah, he's my number. He's my and running back like, seven. And they're coming off a bye, and their offense started to operate a little better prior the last couple of weeks, especially against the Jets. Even without Calvin Ridley, they really got um, operating, and Cordero Patterson was getting even more involved after the bye week. I wouldn't be shocked if he's even more involved. So, Cordero Patterson is now a must-start player. Who knew? And he's like thirty. Yeah. Yo, he was always a guy that like you just had to use him in the right way. And shout out to Bill Belichick for unlocking his ability to be a running back. Like everyone was playing him a wide receiver. He's not great at running routes, but he's a great. All of a sudden, you put him in the backfield. He's a beast. It makes sense. He, you cause mismatches like that. Um, let's talk about Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan. I'm going to say, guys, I think Matt Ryan is a good play in this game. As do I. I think Calvin Ridley, the Dolphins have given up. A ridiculous amount of long plays. I think Calvin Ridley catches a long one here. You're talking about opposite ends of the spectrum, Michael. The Dolphins are just like the Washington football team in the in the sense that they were number one in the league against third down last year. They are dead last in the league against third down this year. And it's showing. And they're on the field too much. And I think that there's a there might be a chance the Dolphins pick six one. So I think the Dol- I, I think the Dolphins might be a good defense play. But I think Matt Ryan throws all over them. I think that I think Kyle Pitts can have a decent game. I think that Calvin Ridley has his first big game of the year. And that's how I'm feeling about the Falcons. How do you feel? Both of these teams are allowing 
are top 10 in points allowed to quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, both of these teams. This has a offensive, an ugly type of offensive onslaught game vibe to it, in my opinion. Like, it could be ugly. Like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, multiple pick sixes in the game or, like, fumble recoveries and just a super ugly game. But then you also get a lot of fantasy points out of it because <clears throat> these defenses are just so bad. Um, I do prefer the Atlanta side of it, though. Coming out of a bye, like I just said, they've been improving um, offensively. Calvin Ridley is back for the personal reasons that he missed the London game. I think he has a nice game. I think Kyle Pitts, after that London performance, I don't see how they get how they don't get him more involved, especially in the red zone, where that was just such an easy touchdown to him because he's just such a ginormous human. Um, and then you got Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis. I know Jason hated on Mike Davis. I think his ranking is ridiculous too, but he's a decent flex play, um, especially during Bipocalypse because he's going to get you 10 to 12 points. Shh, Jason's listening. Yeah, sorry, Jay. But yeah, I'm a, I'm aboard the, the Falcons train this week, man. I think Matt Ryan's a strong... Streamer as well. Of course, betting on the Falcons probably means they're gonna absolutely shit the bed, and everyone's gonna hate me for saying I, it. I was gonna say like you, yo, the Falcons are notorious for doing this, where yeah. you think it's a it's a smash game, especially and they... out of a buy. That's why I'm like so hyped up about it. It's coming off a buy too. If they come out like sluggish against the Miami Dolphins, who have been the worst team in the league, arguably right there with the Texans and the Jaguars, then that's just gonna be. It's just. I don't see it happening. I think that's just a little a little too crazy. On the other side. Something to note oh, sorry. real quick. Xavier Howard and Byron Jones both missed last game. Um, possible they both missed this game as well. Yeah, which I think they're both expected to. Is more of a positive for the Falcons. And also, I don't know if you guys mentioned. I may have missed it. Russell Gage is returning. Yes. Sneaky. Sneaky play. Nah, man. Russell Gage. I, is, I don't know if he's going to see enough work. Not been I agree. The I agree. No, nah, he's like the fourth I mean, with or fifth Cordero, on the totem pole. Yeah, that's the thing. He's fourth or fifth on the totem pole. Is that it? You're, that's, 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 that's the end of your statement. Like, this is, that's I just want yeah. to note that he's returning. Oh man, <laughs> I wanted to say the man's name. Um, Especially because he was like in the middle of a thought. I said something. Yeah. He repeated what I said. I just uh, figured his thought would continue. Nope. Not no, at all. Not when you're talking about That's Jason. not how Jason rolls. It's not how Jason rolls. Um, <laughs> Let the sushi roll. What about on the Dolphins side? I think Tua's a great play. I, I, I like both of these quarterbacks. Uh, Tua threw the ball a fucking shit ton. Uh, he, he continued the, the trend that started with Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, a big reason for that is the running backs suck. Miles Gaskin is... It was absolute trash last week. I told him, I told you to sell him, and and his fool's gold game that he got without any receivers on the field. Uh, I hope you had a chance to do that. I also don't like him in this game. I think he's a flex play because of the bipocalypse, but that's basically it. Um, I like Tua. I like Jalen Waddle. I like what I saw them building last week. I I like Mike Asiki. I think those three are are guys that you can. I think you can play them pretty comfortably in the majority of matchups going forward. Jason, let's start with you because we haven't started with you yet. How do you feel about the, the Dolphins this week? Yeah, I like Jalen Waddle. Um, the issue is that his his ADOC continues to be very low. 10 catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. 5.3 yards per target. That's what we've seen all year. So he'll see targets. It'll be nice. But if he's not finding the end zone, it's not going to be a big day. Like he's he's like 
Deontay Johnson, but like even less. Like he's gonna get so many targets, but they're even shorter than Deontay Johnson sees. It's compared to Deontay so Johnson it, Day, apparently. What? I just compared someone to Deontay Johnson as well, Sterling Shepard. Oh, there you go. So his upside is capped in that sense. But then on the other end, who's the real competition around him? Mike Kosicki, since week three, tight end three, seven, 17, two. You have to start him. He's going to get his. Those are the two guys for for what's his face right now. Tua. Devontae Parker. So I'm throwing them out well. there. Devontae Parker's returning. That's a big one. He's more of a sneaky play than like Russell Gage. Oh, I'm definitely, gonna compare definitely the two. Parker over Gage. Parker over Gage. And also, I, I, I yeah. worry about Kasiki with Parker coming back. I'm still playing Kasiki, but I'm a little worried about him. Well, I'm he's not had big lie. games with. Outside of week one, Kasiki has been an animal. He's been playing wide receiver. What a strange, strange week one that was. He's been playing slot wide receiver. Yeah, like, he hasn't really been. He hasn't been a tight receiver. end. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, t- I tweeted out a coaching thread because there's a coaching tendencies section on the app as well which is fun and you could find some interesting stuff some of the interesting stuff i found the dolphins are the most highest pass percentage team in the league and you might think oh it's because they're trailing so much sure they are trailing a lot which leads to more passes but they're also lead the league in first down pass percentage when you start a game in the first half of the game when you're not out of it entirely you have a choice if you want to run or pass on the first down and they lead the league in first down pass percentage and overall pass percentage right now. So they are, they're just slinging the ball. They do not trust their running backs, Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Salvin Ahmed and company. And I don't blame them. They've all been really bad running the ball this year. Their line, too. Their line sucks. So they've just been passing a bunch, which I agree uh, with Tim. I think Tua is a solid streaming option because of it. Uh, yeah. And uh, I do not want to trust any of those running backs. It has become a complete shit show. Miles Gaskin has that ridiculous game two weeks ago that came out of nowhere where he was just a pass catching machine. And then he gets out carried by Malcolm Brown and Salvan Ahmed last week. It is just a complete toss up every week. Who's going to get the rushes. You don't know how many targets these guys are going to see even during by apocalypse. I, I don't really want to touch these guys to be honest with you. And I don't, I don't like taking victory laps this early, but miles Gaskin was one of the easiest busts to, to identify early in the year. Yeah. I don't have, much, if any, Miles Gaskin. I don't, I think. Have, any I don't, I don't Gaskin. have any. Maybe in best ball leagues, I have a couple of shares, but I don't have them in any redraft leagues. Same as Mike Davis. Like yeah. those middle round type of non studly running backs are, are typically not very good bets at all. The seventh round pick that comes out of nowhere and becomes the guy is not a good bet the next season, unless his name is James Robinson. Um, it was a UDFA. Yeah, he was a UDFA. Typically UDFAs, Austin Eckler, Arian Foster. Those are those, UDFAs have more staying power than seventh round picks in history, just in general. Um, well, that is a much larger field to pick from, to be fair. All right, so we could do six games to six games, but let's cut this off at five because we took 12 minutes for the intro. Let's cut this off at five, and then uh, we'll get to you guys in the second half. Remember, the second half, we got Jets, Patriots, Eagles, Raiders, Lions, Rams, Bears, Bucks, Colts, Cardinals. I'm sorry, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, 49ers, and Saints, Seahawks. Um, go Chargers, go. Exactly. Michael, where can they find you? At Brodo FF Mike. Jason? At Brodo FF Jason. You can find Cass at Brodo FF Casanova, and you can find me at Brodo FF Tim. See what we did there? Branding. Yeah. Uh, at Brodo Fantasy on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, 
the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, and of course, BrotoFantasy.com as I watch with bated breath as the the Browns are in the red zone. He should have cut that all the Let's way get back. Get an OBJ touchdown, shall we? No, no, no. We need a De- we need a Dearness Johnson touchdown. Tim's just getting need. greedy. This guy's 100 yards and a touchdown. Does he have 100 yards already? 98, I think. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. All right. Peace. Later.